0: She's just staring at Officer A. And he said, it was the most surreal experience of my life. He describes it as he felt like there was something inside her, something behind
1: her eyes, looking back at him. They always made excuses. It was always the wind, or I moved it, or they're my footprints. They even went as far as to threaten us with defamation lawsuits if we talked about it on social media. I'll chew the skin
2: from your bones. Say what, click, click. She's going down. (laughs) hey guys how's it going? welcome to
0: the drip podcast halloween special now what makes it so special is that we have all five of us here today i know we said we wouldn't do this but i just feel like for something like a halloween special maybe the christmas special as well (laughs) we should have everyone here so the plan for today is we have all brought a scary story a ghost story whether they be true whether they be folklore And we're all going to tell a story for you guys and for each other today. And obviously, we're going to discuss them, maybe interject if there's an opening to question things, etc, etc. Firstly, though, I do just want to say this podcast is proudly brought to you by Wraith. Okay, head over to drinkwraith.com. Use code DUDY for 20% off. Get all of your energy drink needs. You can even get cool beanies and stuff. You can see me repping if you're watching the uh the video podcast but yeah thank you so much to wraith you guys are awesome and they're they're allowing big things to happen here at drip they're helping us get to bigger and better locations for investigations and it's all because you guys are supporting this collaboration so please head over to drinkraith.com use code duty for 20 percent off thank you okay who would like to go first
3: I can go first, if you wish. I don't really know how long mine is, but it's a story written from the perspective of my partner. She's had a couple of um, experiences with ghosts. I've read one out on the Atma podcast before. This is a different one. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Fresh. Let's go. I will say fresh. It's probably older than the one I told before. But anyway, oh. here we go. I was around 11, and my nan had just died. We were around her, at her grandfather flat. Clearing out her stuff. There was me, my mum, and her partner. We were in and out of the flat, taking boxes of her possessions out to the car. You could see the car park from the kitchen room window where I stood, sorting through the piles of crockery and cleaning the countertop. I could hear heavy footsteps behind me, presumably from where either my mum or part- her partner were carrying some weighty boxes through the kitchen. Except when I looked out of the kitchen window, I could see them both standing ahead, loading things into the car. I whirled around and found no one within the flat. I was so frightened, I said nothing to my mum. So I just pretended everything was okay, but insisted I carry boxes to the car so that I didn't have to stay in the flat. Even though realistically, I was too young and weak and couldn't carry much, my mum openly accepted my offer. When I got home, I told my mum about the heavy footsteps behind me. My mum told me that she had also heard the same footsteps behind her in the kitchen, but didn't say anything at the time for fear of scaring me. So that is basically the story. Um, She swears blind that she heard the footsteps and they're like noticeable footsteps and she doesn't think that she could have mistook them for anything else. Yeah. Um, And it's it does seem like i don't know when someone passes this sort of thing happens a lot where yeah you can, you are in the house or you're around someone who's connected to them where they've been before where a family member and uh you do hear this a lot where people just hear things happening that they'd never noticed before um and can't explain um but she does swear blind that this footsteps she can't explain
0: and it scared her so much that she didn't even want to be in the flat by herself.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, she was eleven, so that would have been, you know I don't know how unsettling that would be for eleven year old 'cause I've never had I've never been in a situation myself, so I can't say how I'd feel. I'd definitely feel unsettled now if it happened, let alone if I was eleven. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not nice to think about just 11-year-old being shit fucking scared shitless yeah. um and trying to comically carry out these boxes that are way too heavy for it but yeah anything to get away from the noise i guess that's it so because
0: i think we discussed this when when you told the other story on the atma podcast because obviously you don't believe in any of this stuff no. so what are your thoughts with this story
3: the only thing i have said to her is that could it have been footsteps you know you said it was a flat could it have been footsteps above um perhaps or maybe mm. footsteps outside that you couldn't see maybe there's someone around the corner not your mum or her partner maybe there's someone else making noise but she has said that she doesn't think it was that so it was
0: coming we from must, inside
3: yeah we must just say she was 11 so mm. yeah don't know how much you know awareness you have at eleven um, of what's going on around you, but yeah, hmm. uh, that's as the much as is, I can really explain.
2: Like for her to voluntarily take up doing work at eleven years old to get away from it, that lends so much credibility to the noise that she heard. True. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit nutty.
3: And her mum as well. Yeah, she? Exactly. And, uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah the footsteps
2: because like as a mum talking to a child you wouldn't want to affirm that or you know agree to it for no reason Mm. other than like oh my god we actually just experienced the same thing that's insane
4: yeah Yeah. my, my thought process behind it would have been if it was just her that heard it then potentially like she heard the footsteps thought that they were behind her and then like convinced herself that they were behind her when they could have been from the flat above potentially but if the if a mum heard them as well, it definitely kind of, yeah, it, it kind of puts like a, a strange spin on it. So because obviously you'd like to think that a fully grown woman would be able to identify footsteps from behind her or from upstairs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there wouldn't be really that that fear of like oh my god, there's someone behind me, and then convincing yourself that there was footsteps behind you when they would come from somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's, it's well, quite it, a it's strange one.
3: Point out as well, I don't. No, I don't know if the, I'm pretty sure this is the way it's happened, but I don't think her mum told her or agreed with her about the footsteps until much, much later. After they talked about it, like just randomly one day, um, she hasn't put it in the story. She hasn't written it in the story, but I'm sure that it was years and years later that they started talking about. Oh, do you remember when we were clearing Nan's flat mm. and um. I heard those footsteps and I think that's how it come around, where her mum said, Yeah, I heard them too. So it wasn't like a couple of months after, yeah, yeah. or a week after, it was like years and years.
0: Um when maybe so, she's more mature to handle yeah, the truth.
3: I feel like also the mum her mum remembering that she heard footsteps years and years ago may add a bit more credence to it. Um yeah. than just being told, Oh, I heard footsteps, oh I did too. Like within minutes of each other. Um, Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. it's obviously stuck with both of them for like a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So with with I don't know if you'll remember this or know this off the top of your head, Lizzie. But obviously with the Atma um, podcast, when we when you told us a story about Amber, it was about a haunted house that she grew up in, wasn't it? Yeah time-wise is this before or would the nan's house been before or after that like would this have been like her first paranormal experience or was she currently growing up in a haunted house at that time
3: i think this would have been before um
0: that's another thing first time very very you know as we whether whether what we experience is paranormal or not what what we as paranormal investigators have have Identified is the more of these scary places we do, the less scary they become. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, if she's growing up in a haunted house, if that's her first experience,
3: I've literally just because I had this saved on my notes from ages ago. I've literally just looked at the other ghost story that I did for Atma, and it does say she was around 11, so it was at the same time. Okay,
0: do you want to how how long is that one? Do you want to just quickly fire that one out because I think the people would like to hear it. Yeah, I'd certainly love to hear it again
3: let me put myself main stage again look that's it there.
0: look at that we're getting two two stories from Loz there
3: we go one three again yeah she's so around the same age um, obviously in this story um, I was around 11 years old when my mum and uh, I moved into a small rural house we needed somewhere to stay quickly and cheaply when this place appeared on the market available immediately and for a very low price after moving in I felt Like there was something strange odd happenings would go on with the house. And as a young child, I convinced myself that the house was trying to get us out. In the year we were there, we had experienced very bad weather, water damage affected my bedroom in particular, an outline of a large door appeared next to my bed in a yellow slash orange tinge that stained the wallpaper. We had been infested with mice, our kitchen appliances all failed and broke. Our utility room collapsed in on itself. My mum's room developed an awful musty smell, which, after a few months of not understanding what it was, we discovered that her mattress had grown thick with mold from the bottom oh. side up. Jeez. And most worryingly, our dog would always stare, bark, and growl into the same corner of the living room wall. There was no way to snap him out of it, it was like he's in a trance. The house also experienced lots of power cuts in the evenings, being in such a rural area. There were no street lamps or nearby houses to illuminate anything, so it would just be pitch black. One blackout left me paralysed in fear. I was lying on the sofa in the living room, my head in the corner that the dog was never fond of. All the electrics cut off, and my mum was asking me to flip the switches on the fuse box to bring the power back on. I couldn't. I was so scared. I could have sworn there was an old and angry-looking man towering over me. He seemed very unsettled and was an intimidating presence. I couldn't make out any distinguishing features, but there was an undeniable aggressive energy that unsettled, unsettled me, but was somehow stopping me from escaping its grip or hold on me. It's almost as if our presence in the property was something that it would need, that it would feed off, but only to fuel its anger further. We were not welcome there. Minutes that felt like lifetime went by, and eventually my mum stormed in with a candle and sorted the fuse box out. I was convinced something or someone was in that place, harboring the sole intention to drive us out. My mum would dismiss my suspicions as being silly. She must have got, she must not have felt the same things I did. Jump ahead several years. We're no longer residing in the house and it has since been demolished. Myself, my mum, and my aunt are on the train to London. When I bring up the time that I thought our house was haunted because of the old creepy man that the dog hated my aunt laughed and said oh the one where the old man died in the bathroom (laughs) the bathroom in question was right behind the wall where the dog always barked stared and growled the same place where i was frozen in terror and felt the ever-growing dark presence emanating from turns out my mum felt every inch of my fear and apprehension about that place because she too could sense the very same thing and me and the dog that me and the dog did. She tried to protect me from my own spiraling fear by lying about how she felt, despite feeling the same terror I did. That's that. Jeez. That, was
4: that yeah. sounds like a movie plot, mate. That don't sound like a yeah. story yeah. from you someone. I like...
0: tell you what. You insert ed and Lorraine Warren in that, you got Cundran Six. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and we, we brought the Cundran
2: back. back. <laughs>
0: We're on a there you go. Oh, the back. There you go. That's it. yeah, That's yeah. my one per one per episode um yeah that's crazy fair play to the mum though for putting her fears aside you know and uh, yeah. uh for, for the sake of, of of your partner um i'm just saying your partner because I, th- I don't know if you want the name i know it's not silly it's silly to say I think
3: i've got said a name before so it doesn't really matter
0: to be honest yeah to put amber's feelings first is is yeah brilliant because Goxed. you know <laughs> you do you, but you do you know you get some some people that would you know that wouldn't do that for the sake of their child so yeah fair play to amber's mum shout out to amber's mum um yeah no shout. um in the nicest way possible amazing story do you know what i mean like it's, it's yeah it's, it's 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 got i don't want to say it's got everything but it has do you know what i mean it's got it's got <laughs> like you know the 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 decay and the mold and you know all the things that like they say with like possessions and hauntings and stuff they do they they start to degrade things they start to try and break you down to get to either get you or get you out you know and um yeah obviously her in the blackout seeing obviously her vision would have been diminished because of the blackout yeah, yeah. but you know kind of seeing something there being frozen in fear etc cetera, etc cetera, absolutely horrid
2: that then gets proven by history
0: as well. Yeah, oh, the man that died in the
4: bathroom. Yeah. Room. Oh, man. Yeah,
2: that's insane. Yeah, that's grim.
4: So what's your thoughts on that one then, Lozzy? What, what are your... Uh... I don't really know where to start
3: on that one. Um, I've said to her before, like, I've I've never seen the place. That right. She's, and obviously, it's been demolished now, but it sounds awful. It sounds like not a great place to live, even if we remove the fact that there might have been a really bad presence or yeah thing there yeah but um when she was talking about i fake i kind of focused on the distinguishing features that she couldn't make out i was like did you just feel like you were being watched or did you actually picture something in front of you like yeah because if so if something's that close all right it's dark but Either you, you see it or you don't see it. That was my argument about it. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's not something I'm going to sit there and go, you know, just, just try and, like, you know, cross-examiner. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> You're a fucking
3: liar. But, yeah, it's that's the strange thing, that she couldn't make out any distinguishing features. features yeah. on the- mm. And if it was, like, standing over her, I feel like you would be able to make out something. But mm-hmm. eleven years old again. I don't know at what point in time you kind of switch on and you like perceive everything as it is. Mm. Um, but then her mum was perceiving the same stuff,
2: and yeah. could potentially be that he had no features and he was just a like blank face, like slender man yeah. or something. Yeah,
4: melted yeah. off in the bath. Yeah. That's
2: it. See. See.
4: Adam. Oh, don't do that noise. What was that noise <laughs> that you just did? <laughs> <laughs> it's his face falling it. off.
1: <laughs> oh, no. In the bath. Enjoy to the audio listeners. That's it.
4: That's We're yeah. here for the audio ASMR. listeners. I yep. hear some of our faces falling off. Yeah. Welcome to the Halloween special, guys. <laughs> That's
0: it. 100%. Um, I'm just going to shoehorn this in here for for a reason um if this is technically advertising the patreon so I'll basically support the pod join the patreon right but i want to talk about halloween for a second because so basically we did something on the first five uh investigations um this year and we filmed a little pod at the end of each investigation we were very tired but it's kind of like a not a prototype what would you call it like a prototype but you know like a like a pilot scheme, I don't know, like yeah. a a practice yeah. run. And that is available right now over on um, Patreon, which you can access for a pound or a dollar a month, um, five episodes, podcasts from the investigations. Going forward, though, I really, I like the concept that we had there. I do like the concept that we had. It just needs a little bit of refinement. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how we do it, because I would like to have it so that we do a podcast after... Or maybe even, oh, I think we discussed, yeah, maybe like, you know, that, mm. that that TikTok trend where it's like,
3: my name's Graham and this is my first drink.
0: And then it's like, yeah. fast forward,
3: my name's Graham and I've been on camera all night.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> like doing that, where it's like the first half of the podcast is either before yeah. or maybe midway through, where it's like, you know, ooh, mm. I think before would be quite cool. So it's like, oh, you know, this we're here, but we don't know what we're going to expect blah 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 and then we do the other half afterwards yeah Yeah. but Mm. and this is the big but and this is the thing that i need to find a way around would be audio quality because audio quality for podcasts is very important and obviously on some of those halloweeks because it was just the prototype the test run that is on patreon right now um you know we're just using camera microphone
2: yeah we're just going to have to invest in something um, that can hold
4: five <laughs> Bailey's microphones, Bailey's face, like a Zoom. <laughs> yeah, sort of like a Zoom H6 Handy Recorder. Like <laughs> that doesn't those. have
2: that doesn't have five slots though, does it? No, it has got, got 4
4: It's got four. Yeah, got see? four XLR mics, and you know Jordan maybe could have his little clip on. Sounds decent, wait, no, 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 wait. Scott, Scott,
2: Scott's got one.
0: Do you have one, don't you?
2: Yeah, but it's um, only got four slots. That's the point. It's so only, no, only got two. I think um, mine's only got two yeah
1: because it's older so
0: if we had mine and Scott. i mean i tell you what i'll tell you what we could do though to be fair is we could for the sake of audio quality have a couple of mics and fuck me if people want to talk we just pass the mic round
2: or just just oh, buy yeah. just buy just buy one
0: what with five, we'll have to find one with five. Anyway, that's. I just want to throw that out there. I didn't want to take up too much of the pod, but you're absolutely right, It's Just about buy one with five
2: ports. But yeah. that's we an idea. We can't be passing around mics. That oh that'll be messy. And it'll put it'll put people off, it'll put people off contributing because it'll be like oh, I can't be bothered to ask for the mic. Oh, fuck.
4: Yeah. Right, my listen. Just take a dump on all the good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. It.
2: Look, you can I'm, have I'm a, a mic permanently, believer.
0: we'll pass it round.
2: <laughs> All right, go on then. That that sounds good.
0: Jesus.
2: No, we'll just buy we'll just buy the thing. We'll just buy one on Facebook it. Marketplace or something. Oh,
4: oh. We'll just get a Kickstarter going.
2: Fuck me. <laughs> How much are they?
4: It's not like Rant. you had one sitting on the side for like fighting two years, is it, John? It makes me as sick. As soon as we fucking get rid of it. Literally. yeah we should do pods on the road if only we had a device to let us do that <laughs> yeah yes it's now in wales <laughs> 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 oh dear never
0: mind eh? but we'll, we'll sort it out we'll we'll, we'll, we'll find one i'll be fine um but yes yeah, so that's just an idea just wanted to let you guys know if you want to comment your thoughts down below on that um you know because then if you think about the content you'll have a podcast from the investigation you'll then have the investigation you'll then have a live stream a week or two after the investigation of our thoughts once we've processed it so there's lots of you know content coming out of an investigation which i think is really cool because they do take a lot of time and effort and so to get as much out of it as we possibly can would be absolutely awesome but anyway lozzy thank you for those two stories who wants to go next can I you next yeah you can go next I'll tell you what we'll do I'll finish so I'll bring us home so between <laughs> okay. now and then Maya Bailey and Scott
2: okay so oh, Lozzy's in the seat there you go <laughs> thanks I may have done something slightly different to everyone else I'm not sure but I think mine might be a little bit longer than everyone else's so buckle in okay the story is disgusting. It reminds right. really, me, you're, really you're going to
4: just read a whole movie transcript now to us, aren't you? Pretty much. <laughs> she just I, reads the B movie. Seen...
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Cauldron series. <laughs> um, Ed walks into I... the room. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I first saw this on TikTok, and the TikTok reading of this was seven minutes long. So I've cut some bits out to hopefully shorten it down, but without taking away any of the suspense. But enjoy okay Okay. so it's called my girlfriend talks in her sleep she's been saying the most horrible things recently it all started with the first real thing that troubled me about her we'd never actually spent a night together no matter how late she was over once either of us showed signs of being tired she'd up and leave she wouldn't leave awkwardly or in anger just a casual kiss good night and a smile and a call me soon It was something I didn't even notice the first few times she did it, but after almost eight weeks of dating, it was becoming strange. I'd have to ask her about it. It took drinking almost an entire bottle of wine before I had the courage to do it. She looked almost defeated when I asked and lowered her eyes in in embarrassment. I knew this talk would come eventually, she started. She took a deep breath with a long drawn-out exhale. Recently, she paused again. I've started talking in my sleep. She shook her head in embarrassment. It's called somniloquy. I looked it up. I shrugged and laughed out loud. My, deme- my demeanor seemed to say, is that it? No, Steven, listen, she said she wasn't laughing. It's bad. It it's completely out of control. It's not just random words or gibberish. No, it's horrible. I say horrible, disgusting things. She was starting to raise her voice, breathing heavier and started tearing up. I approached her and held her. I told her it couldn't be that bad. I told her to spend the night and I told her she was probably exaggerating. I was wrong. That night, she stayed at my house, but she warned me of something before falling asleep. Whatever you do, don't wake me up. It makes me really scared and disoriented, if that happens. And don't respond to me, just ignore it. I nodded and agreed. If it becomes too much, she continued, just leave the room and sleep on the couch. I won't mind. I told her not to worry about it. I told her that it won't be a big deal. I told her I wouldn't leave to the couch. I'd stay beside her in bed, but I was wrong. I couldn't even last one night. (laughs) We both fell asleep without incident. I don't know how many hours passed, but I woke up in the dark with a sensation that someone was watching me. And then I remembered she was with me. She was actually spending the night. I smiled. But then I noticed the shadowy outline of her sitting up in bed. She was looking down at me, staring. Fuck that. It creeped me out. It creeped me out, I'll admit it. Her posture was entirely different it was as though it wasn't even her at all and then she spoke it wasn't her voice that i heard it was much lower and more gravelly like something out of a horror movie i'll chew the skin from your bones she said
0: (laughs) okay i'm out i'll tell you what mate (laughs) like unless he is unbelievably unfathomably punching there's no way you're fucking staying in this shit man (laughs)
1: <laughs> also, I-, I liked the fact that she's like, "Yeah, you can go sleep on the couch, it's yeah. Your bed, but no, yeah, no you can sleep on the couch. Yeah,
0: isn't it? <laughs> I'll chew. I the- I'll chew the bones from your f- flesh you- from your bones. I'll chew
2: the. This- I'll chew the skin from your bones.
0: I'll be like, really? I'll fucking drop you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be fucking no cannibalism in here tonight.
2: <laughs> I froze. At first, I just kept looking at her. This was not at all what I expected. I thought it would be more like the way Tourette's is often portrayed, just random swearing and shouting. I honestly thought to myself, what will I do if she attacks me right now? What if she really does try to chew the skin off my bones? But then she just lied down and went back to sleep. I was creeped out. I tried to lie down and ignore her, but I struggled. I couldn't even close my eyes without thinking, maybe she's sitting up again and staring at me. And then the one time I turned over to look at her, she was Uh, (laughs) this story gets horrible (laughs) her face was pressed right right towards mine, her breath was foul and rotted, something that was most certainly not normal for her Good. she spoke again in the same voice as before if you don't move to the couch you'll be dead by morning that did it for me I sat up in a moment and headed for the living room. She made some sort of wheezing sound as I left. I think it was supposed to be laughter. I was lying on the couch, but I wasn't going to be able to fall back to sleep. I was far too shaken. I was staring out towards the window, hoping to see the first few hints of the sun rising. And then I thought I heard something from the bedroom. I listened and then I heard it again. Stephen, it was the same low and gravelly voice. It sounded somewhat like a witch. I tried to just ignore it at first, but then it continued. Stephen? Still, I said nothing. I know you can hear me, Stephen. You're awake now. Why don't you come back into the bedroom? The voice barely sounded human. Or maybe you'd prefer it if I came to you. I still didn't say anything. I was told not to, but I listened. If I heard her start walking towards the bedroom door, I'm not even joking, I would run right out of the apartment. But she had asked me not to respond to her sleep talking, so I didn't. And then I heard it once more.
0: It's impressive that he's got to this point and he's still simping. It's still like she did tell me not <laughs> to say anything though. He's got more commitment than like, me. What the fuck, oh, dude?
4: <laughs> she'd, have, she'd have a she'd have Be awake. I don't care how scared. Head,
0: <laughs> also, hang on. I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, hang on a minute. You just told me to come down here. Don't tell me to fucking come back. Like, geez, I thought you were indecisive when you were fucking awake.
3: <laughs> Is it? Do you know if this story's in America? Um if it is, tell you what, click click, she's going down.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> <are 15. laughs>
3: if I right. hear footsteps towards that door, uh, <laughs> I got my
4: trusted Desert Eagle
3: on
1: my hip. I've uh, two mags.
4: I never stay around without my big iron on my hip. <laughs> she going down oh dear sorry to break but the tension i got a, I got a feeling <laughs> she'd will. be
0: like one of them bath salts motherfuckers though do you know what I mean you're, take, you, you're not keeping her down you're going to have to go for the kneecaps because the head isn't going to work that's it
3: <laughs> you're click her out of fucking last of us <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh fucking hell right sorry if this spoils your plans she began laughing <laughs> the two of you were supposed to walk the trail again she started wasn't even remotely prepared for what she'd say next you'd both be so tired when you'd reach the top you'd look over the city then you'll get on one knee and bring out the ring she began laughing and that's when i realized this wasn't a problem with sleep talking it was something much more something supernatural i'd never told anybody about my proposal fantasy there was simply no way she could have known about any of it this was no longer about merely talking in one sleep this was about possession i can't go back into the bedroom i have no idea what would happen if i did instead i'm going to wait it out holding up in my living room until the sun rises i have a couple more hours yet (laughs) legend i have a couple more hours yet i can hear her occasionally laughing in the back uh, in the bedroom it's still not her voice still that same low-pitched cackle but as i sit on my couch writing this out here's what scares me the most Maybe the infatuation and utter obsession with her wasn't normal. I said before that I felt like I was losing my control of myself. More so, I believed than the typical falling in love story. No, I fear the, the infatuation I felt was the entity slowly taking control of me. Of it controlling my thoughts, fears, ambitions and anxieties. Maybe once I become completely absorbed, a transfer would occur and she would be free of it. I know I should leave, that I should open the front door, get in my car and drive away from here. But I can't. I can't leave her. I've already lost control. I'm infatuated with her, utterly infatuated. As the sun finally started to rise, I found the strength to push myself off the couch. My mind raced with fear, worry. I'd been up all night listening to her deranged laughter from the bedroom. There was no denying it now, this was something more than simple sleep talking. As the morning light filtered in, it illuminated her silhouette in the bedroom doorway. Her posture was the same as it had been in the middle of the night, eerily out of place, like she was someone or something else. My heart pounded in my chest as she approached me slowly, the gravelly voice that kept me awake all night, now eerily silent. Stephen, she finally said, her voice back to normal. (laughs) One sec. She looked at me with confusion, concern. You look like you've seen a ghost. I stammered, tried to explain what had happened, but the words stuck in my throat. Her confusion turned into a look of fear. But it wasn't just fear. It was recognition. Stephen, she whispered, taking a step back. Her eyes were filled with terror, but not at me. She was staring at something behind me. I felt a cold shiver run down my spine. Slowly, I turned around. The sight that met my eyes was even more horrifying than anything i had ever imagined. It was my reflection in the window, but it wasn't just me I was seeing. Behind my reflection, another figure overlapped, shadowy. Her eyes glowed, glowed menacing red, full of malice. Its hand reached out from the reflection resting on my shoulder in the real world. I spun around, but there was nothing there. The room was empty, except for the two of us. But when I looked back, my girlfriend, I saw in her eyes, she spoke in that gravelly, horrifying voice. So you finally seen it, Stephen? that thing that's been pulling all of your strings. And within that, the entity in my reflection started to laugh, Its bone chilling cackle echoing through the room. It was the last sound I heard before everything went black. As my consciousness slipped away, I realized that terrifying truth. I was not the observer, but the host. The entity had been possessing my girlfriend. It had been possessing me all along. And my obsessive love for her was not mine, the entity's trap. I was infatuated with myself. Utterly infatuated. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) So he was possessed the whole time.
0: He was possessed the whole time.
2: Yeah. It's a bit.
4: (laughs) Was she real?
1: Hang on. No. At the end, he turned back around and there was no one there.
2: Yeah, because he said that there was only the two of them in the room. Did he mean him, him and, and her? Or him, or him and him the and demon? The but who could have been?
0: I'm <laughs> confused. That ending, that, that was amazing until the ending's thrown me completely. So, how was he possessed? I understand if he became possessed eventually, but how was he possessed the whole time if she was the one that was doing all the freaky shit?
1: I don't think she was real.
4: Yeah, I think I think that yeah. she was the actual demon.
2: Yeah, the ah.
4: whole time. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't it wasn't her being possessed. It was just his him hearing his possession.
2: Yeah. Oh. The demon, and that's what he saw in the mirror, and that's the postured thing that he saw.
0: Oh shit! That's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it's rank up, it?
0: Yeah, that was really good. I like that a lot. Is it real? Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> that's all I need. I don't. I
2: don't know. It's a Reddit story. It's so a great. It's a great story not.
0: though. It's a great scary story.
2: Yeah, reminds- the
1: demons posting on Reddit. I'm going to lean towards no. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've
0: got a possession story. My my story is a possession story. Um, but before Ooh. we get to that, your your story, funnily enough, reminds me of myself. My.
2: Oh yeah, that's actually yeah. why I chose it because of your awful, awful sleep talking.
0: Yeah, I do it oh, a lot. Well, first. I remember. Um, I stayed over my cousin Tom's once my cousin Tom love him uh he can look after himself do you know what I mean is I would say he's is hard right and he woke me up and I've never seen him so scared in my life and he was like mate what the fuck were you j-? he was like you were speaking like a like a language I've never heard before in like a deep voice it sounded demonic it was horrendous never seen him so fucking scared also my mum um when she was younger my mum's an identical twin my mum apparently one night sat up stared at her twin sister and just said i'm going to fucking kill you and then just went back to put her head back down that was in the middle of the night yeah the worst good. one that you've That'll ever you. done
2: is when we were in the apartment um because i used to sleep next to the door you were facing me and i was facing you and then obviously i had the Door to my back, yeah, and you, we were both asleep. But obviously, you you woke me up or something, and you just went, Maya, 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 don't turn around. There's someone behind you, and then just went back to sleep. and I was like,
4: You absolute <laughs> prick. No, I, I, woke <laughs> because I woke up, I woke up. There was someone behind
2: around. you, yeah. This is I wasn't even sleep Maya, 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 just... there's
4: someone behind you, deal with that. I need to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: did, you did one the other day as well. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. Someone but in the wardrobe, you always it? do. Yeah, that's the one. You you always do this like, like, thing, and then you. I'm um, absorbing just go...
0: oxygen, ready to fight.
2: <laughs> but you just say the scariest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and then just go back to sleep like nothing happened. I just have to sit there and be like, sick. The one that you did the <laughs> other day, was you did the waking up thing, and then you just went, oh, I thought someone was staring at me in the wardrobe, and then just went back to sleep. And I was like, oh, cheers, cheers, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, so, well,
0: yeah, well, if there was. Then I'm warning so that's you. That's the thing. I'm what am
2: I supposed to do? You warn me, and then just going to go deal with it. To sleep. <laughs> I'm go yeah. straight. That's so great. <laughs> her issue now.
4: That's it. I've
3: done my bit.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> warned <laughs> her. That's
4: it. Maybe it's the man from your wardrobe when you was younger, Maya. <gasps> yeah, maybe.
2: Yeah. When was that? Was that shortly after that investigation?
0: Mm, that's a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't ago. that long that ago. Long. It was just like a week ago. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I do yeah, it that's anyway. What inspired it inspired the story. But turns out apparently I don't exist and it's actually you that's possessed the whole time or some shit. I don't know how that works. Oh yeah.
2: Good yeah. Point. Yeah, that's it.
0: But um but yeah. We're all in a simulation anyway, so don't matter. Right. Who's for yeah, yeah, great yeah. story though. I really enjoyed that. That that got me on no, many levels good. uh going through that. Um
1: oh, do we hell. want to rate do we want to rate them? No. <clears throat> oh. I mean, that's a, I don't know. We're halfway
0: I, through now. I feel like with Lozzy's, I mean, that's a bit personal. Do you know what I mean? If you, if, Scott, yeah. if you now drop a three One out, out ten, of ten... If you, drop a,
1: if you just. drop a three out of ten <laughs> on Lozzy's girlfriend's shit.
0: trauma, that might be a bit bad. Yeah, fair point. You yeah. could save it by saying, you... no, I'd give it a nine out of ten, but it's fine, Scott, don't worry about it. Yeah,
1: not, <laughs> yeah just... fair point. <laughs> you just yeah, gave, you gave it
0: a three out of ten. Well... Scott's in the map. It's getting Scott's personal. That's it. Right, who's next? Scott, <laughs> Scott or Scott, Bailey? Go?
1: I'll go, yeah.
0: Yeah, you go, Scott.
1: So, my...
0: Maya's in the hot seat again. Sorry, oh, my's no, my, my covered by Jordan. Maya, yeah. you're behind the thumbnail now.
1: Uh, so, this is called... <laughs> it's got a total. It's called Haunted Waterpark. Um,
3: okay. Okay. I'm loving the setting.
1: So, I literally downloaded Reddit. I literally downloaded Reddit so, I can vent about this because I could get fired if I talk about this. I'm a lifeguard at a water park in Las Vegas. We always brag about how, unlike our competition, we've had zero casualties at the current location. Stuff always happens like tubes will appear in the pool after we took them out and stacked them, uh, chairs will move around after we just sorted them, there are wet footsteps on the concrete when no one was wet, etc. We joke that we don't get paid enough to fight demons. It was just a joke to us, but not to our supervisors or managers. They always made excuses. It was always the wind, or I moved it, or they're my footprints. They always got angry at us and said that someone could overhear us and complain. They even went as far as to threaten us with defamation lawsuits if we talked about it on social media. It's weird, right?
0: Just a little bit.
1: If the park wasn't haunted, why would they care so much about us talking about it? I never cared, because I believed my supervisors and managers. Maybe they did move the chairs. Maybe they dipped their feet in the pool and walked away. That was until last month. It was 10pm, and we'd just finished cleaning the park. I had to stay later, because I was getting a ride from my supervisor, Ryan. We were the few people left in the park, so we were doing a final walkthrough, just to make sure that everything was clean. We only had a flashlight and a few light posts illuminating our path around the park. We were walking by some slides when I heard someone say, a woman, say, hello. I looked at Ryan, who didn't seem to hear it. Then we heard it again. Hello. I freaked and Ryan again didn't seem to hear it. Did you not hear that? I said to Ryan. He shrugged and continued walking. I stopped and said I didn't want to do the walkthrough with him. He rolled his eyes and said that if I didn't, I'm refusing to work, which isn't a good thing to say to your supervisor. He told me that I was probably just hearing things. I got a hold of myself and continued walking. We started getting to the back of the park where the light posts were dimmer and it was much quieter since we were further from the running water in the slides. Ryan and I started talking about school and college and what we were going to do when the season ends and then I heard it again, but this time it sounded closer. Hello? Anyone there? She sounded very confused and tired. I jumped and again, Ryan didn't care at all. I was freaked out. I started feeling nauseous. I wanted to go home, but Ryan was my ride, so I had to wait for him. What happened next haunts me. After we heard the voice, we heard what sounded like someone climbing out of the lazy river, soaking wet. No one else is here. If they were, they would be in the office. No one should be swimming at this time of night. Ryan was angry. He thought a lifeguard had snuck into the river. He turned around and started yelling. What the fuck? Go home. This isn't fun. He froze. I said a quick prayer and turned around. There was a lady soaking wet, wearing yeah. a park shirt with our logo on it. But the logo looked very two thousands. I know what our shirts look like. I stand in the shop all day to get some aircon. I've never seen that shirt. She was hunched over, and ha- she was hunched over, and her hair covered her face. She spoke, "Hello, can you help me?" Ryan grabbed my arm, and we bolted to the office. Lifeguards weren't allowed inside the office, ever. It's a whole thing. But he let me come inside. He pulled one of the managers into the supply room and shut the door. Another supervisor started asking me if I was okay. I was breathing heavily and I couldn't speak, but I nodded yes. Ryan and the manager came out of the room and Ryan grabbed his stuff and said, Let's go. We got into his car and he said we needed to stop at the gas station first. When we pulled in, he told me to type my address into his sat-nav while he pumped gas. When he got back in the car, I broke the silence. What the fuck was that? What happened? He turned the car on and started driving. I can't tell anyone, it's a park secret, but I'll tell you if you swear that you won't tell anyone. I agreed. Back in 2002, before this location of the park, there was another park on the strip. It was the only water park in Vegas. We only ever had one casualty, and it was a lady who came in with her family. She got drunk and went swimming in the lazy river, where she sank to the bottom of the river, and because there were so many tubes in it, the lifeguards didn't see her and she drowned. That's why we have so many lifeguards for the river, and why the tubes are now see-through. So that was her? Yeah. Why was she here? I don't know, she's probably confused. She's always asking for help. Oh. So you did hear her? Yeah, but everyone does when you're in the park late at night. It's a whole different story if you see her what happens if you see her nothing but it's scary the car ride was silent for the rest of the way i still work at the park but ryan recently i still work at the park but ryan talked to the managers and convinced them to let me work the morning shifts ryan quit recently due to college i only told two co-workers but only because they've had similar experiences with her so thanks for letting me vent also appreciate lifeguards and all the shit we go through
0: Big up lifeguards, definitely. Um, Big up the lifeguards. Fucking hell, man. That was terrifying. That's weird because the first thing I was thinking was, it's a water park, man. They're so fun. Like, I would never even contemplate like a haunted water park. And right. yet, And yet, literally, I mean, I've been a lifeguard myself. Like, I know the dangers of water. Like, people do die at swimming pools. They do die at these places, you know. And obviously, that's where... <laughs> The paranormal can, you know, can manifest. I guess that was fucking horrendous. That was creepy yeah, I as shit. I thought that
1: one might, I thought that one might resonate with you a bit as well, because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. you are a lifeguard.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: so there is a very small update in the comments. Oh wow! It, it literally just says that since she's moved to mornings, colleagues say similar things, um, but they've not she's not witnessed anything herself. Um, right. But colleagues are still reporting that they hear someone getting out of the water at night and then essentially run. Um, But then, from what I can see, the account that posted this has now actually been taken down, so I don't know if the water park found out that they posted it online. Maybe. But, yeah, that account has since been deleted or removed.
0: Tell you what else is super interesting about that story. We get comments all the time, sceptical people, that go, isn't it convenient that ghosts only ever have Victorian clothing? You never see a ghost in a shell suit. The biggest thing I took away from that fucking modern day ghost said she was dressed in nine uh, in t- early, 2000s. early 2000s. Yeah, there you go. That's a modern ghost sighting.
4: That's it. So they're
0: that out is... there.
1: You just got to f- know where to look. Fucking
0: out yeah,
4: there. because it. we're looking in all the old buildings, so we're going to see all the old ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a yeah. solid so that's the form. thing, is <laughs> yeah. No, you look at a fucking standard like fucking like housing estate or something, you might just get some regular. Closed
0: Joe. Yeah. But man, that's fucking grim. I mean it's bad I mean obviously it's horrific seeing you know, the apparition of the woman, but just like hearing someone getting out of water and saying, Help me
4: man, that's fucking grim. Yeah. That is fucking grim. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what it's like being at being in a swimming pool after hours, Jordan. You know, staying late to, uh, to squeegee the uh the changing rooms and make sure everything's all set for the morning. It is and a bit that. ominous. It is a little bit, especially yeah. when you're on like poolside on your own and that, and it's kind of, you kind of got the lower did yeah. like the lower lit lights rather than the ones that are on when the swimmers are in. Yeah. And that. it can get quite a bit spooky. There was um, I kind of only really remembering this now
0: because I'm thinking about the Wild Duck Holiday Camp I used to work at. So. Basically, I I was a lifeguard, but I was also, because I was doing, like, sports stuff at college, I was also a sports coach, and and by that, it's literally like, you know, you'd go off, there'd be, like, a a football activity for an hour, and you'd go and you'd give a little training session for the kids and have them do a game or, you know, archery or things like that, right? And a lot of the um, equipment was stored in a building that was used for owners parties right because obviously you had uh, caravan owners that got like special treatment and stuff and um every now and then there'd be a special party put on for owners away from all the holiday makers in this building um there was like a stage and stuff it was basically like the old entertainment room if you if you like but they kept it and then they kept it so and in the storage cupboard in there was um where the equipment was held and i'll never forget this this guy who was like head of um sports can't remember his name but um he was i think he was about 19 20 at the time and i was about 17 we went in there to get some archery shit and he was like um this building is uh fucking and he wasn't like pissing about or anything and this guy was a fucking piss taker you know the guys who's their 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 banter is at your fucking expense right yeah. like, he was dead fu- he was always pissing about always joking he was dead fucking serious right and he was just like yeah this this room i fucking hate having to get shit out of this storage cupboard which was basically his daily life (laughs) um because this room is haunted this building is haunted as shit and basically if you imagine there's a stage curtains behind the curtains storage cupboard come out onto the stage chairs chairs chairs, Mm -hmm. chairs 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 bar at the back he was like i'm not even joking dude the amount of times i've just seen something in my fucking peripheral at the back of this fucking room makes me feel sick and um i don't know if i ever saw, i don't think i ever really saw anything myself but he was considering how out of character it was he was genuinely not having a good time in that room you know and it's just really interesting it's just really interesting but again it's a place of entertainment a place of fun and yet it can harbour some potential ghosty ghoulies but yeah it's just really really fucking spooky but I just remember him being so fucking cold like just so out of character just so fucking genuinely scared telling me this fucking story you know mad Mm. it's probably been demolished now I reckon because it was it was old then and that was fucking hell 12 years ago so yeah Yeah.
4: But, yeah, right. Uh, Bailey, you are up. Okay, so mid pod i've changed my mind listening to everyone else's stories they're pretty decent The oh. one that i found absolute fucking dog shit in comparison so i thought instead of just reading one that i found online i might as well give you a real life experience of Ooh, my own cool. so i thought that might be a little bit better because it's coming from a trusted reliable source there you go All right. yeah so sit back buckle up listen to this one so right my girlfriend used to live with her aunt, okay? And her aunt had two children of her own, two younger uh, two younger girls. And Kelly used to say to me all the time that there is a man that haunts this house with one leg. And her cousins have seen it and her auntie has obviously seen it as well. And now they didn't get any negative sort of feelings from this ghost that they but obviously because her cousins were younger, they made them feel a little bit uneasy. Like they could kind of see him at the top of the stairs and feel his presence. So she would, her auntie would always request him to politely leave because she's scaring or he's scaring her children. She only told me about this and she never told any of our friends. And Kelly's auntie was one of them cool aunties, you know. She let us all go around there for house parties and have a decent time. So one evening, we all went around there. There was maybe maybe about seven or eight of us and we all we all stayed there for a house party and we all stayed over the night me and kelly went into her bedroom and a few of our friends stayed in her cousin's bedroom because her auntie was away with her cousins um my friend wes had i can't remember if he had a disagreement with one of my other mates in there that was something happened and made him storm out and go downstairs and ryan felt bad about it so thought, i should probably go and check on him you know because he's just stormed off in the middle of the night about half two i'll go see if he's all right so he pokes his head out the door and the way it was the landing was in the middle of the stairs and you kind of go off to the left to the bedroom that they were staying in and off to the right through the bedroom that i was staying in so he leaned out the door and looks down the stairs and sees a figure sitting on the middle of the stairs and says "Where's are you all right mate like well, you know you're okay you know come chill out come back it's all right he didn't get a response he's like mate don't ignore me come on just come back we'll sort it out just come back upstairs Wes then pokes his head out of the living room at the bottom of the stairs and looks up saying, did you call me? Um, and obviously Ryan froze in fucking fear. Like, who the fuck is this guy just sitting on the stairs then? Everyone's accounted for in is like either asleep or, you know, everyone knows that like, there's not just someone sitting in the middle of the stairs. Ryan walked down the stairs. And as he walked through this bigger person or whatever, sitting down on the middle of the stairs, got freezing cold and disappeared. He, he's, he shits himself when you speak about it now as well. It's like, I, I thought, okay, I've heard the stories, like, I've never seen it myself. This is a little bit bull, okay? A few weeks later, I'm staying around again. I wake up in the middle of the night to use the toilet. I open Kelly's bedroom door, and at the top of the stairs, I see a ghostly sort of white figure sitting at the... Sort of very classic, I know, stereotype, white ghost, whatever. A very sort of like a a light bluish sort of mist, but in the shape of a person. You can quite clearly see that on one side, which was his right side, it extended longer than his left side. Maybe to say that he was missing a leg. I was like, "Fucking what is that?" Walk across the stairs, not thinking anything of it. Get ice cold as I walk through it. Go to the bathroom, turn the light on, turn around, and the mysterious figure had vanished. And was never seen by me again,
2: because or... I
4: never stayed because it's terrified <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's just my actual that. real life ghost, real life ghost story, real experience I've had myself. So yeah, that's fucking gnarly. What possessed
0: mm-hmm. you? Excuse the pun, to walk through
4: it? Because I was, I was just thought, oh fucking hell. like I thought, because oh, I, you... I fucking, hell. I thought my camera had gone again. I was like, Jesus, no. <laughs> um, I don't know, I just can't because I just woke up in the middle of the night. Do you know what I mean? I weren't really thinking anything of it, and the, the yeah. way. I thought maybe it could be because her, be- her auntie's bedroom door was open so I thought potentially it could be light coming through and I'm just like what is that at the top of the stairs that it looks like something but then I thought oh, it can't be anything it's just light it. but then you walk through it and you, it, it's not just like a presence of cold that I felt when I walked through it it kind of felt like ugh, the only way I can kind of describe it is like you know when you walk through like a spider web and yeah. you like you can feel like you haven't seen it but you can feel it's on you it's yeah. like a, it was like a giant cloud of like emotion
0: is, is he frozen? Have I uh, frozen? Yeah, you completely no. froze and your mic... Oh. Is this oh, no. is this paranormal? He's getting too close to the truth.
2: Wait, Lozzy's
4: lagging too. No, Lozzy's no, just marketing. sat there. I'm just saying. No, Can you his, hear me his now? His
2: camera keeps refreshing for me.
4: Am I okay no, now? Bailey's back yeah. now. Okay. We're getting, wait, in,
0: wait. we're getting some interference, some paranormal Jesus. interference. We're getting too close to the truth here. Right. Uh, what part did it cut off at? I'll carry on from yeah, there. Yeah, you were just saying like you know it's like a spider's
4: web. Yeah, so it's sort of like that's the sort of thing I've like described it through. It's like you you can't see anything, but you have noticed something as you walk through it. But yeah. like it's not like they're trying to pick it out your face sort of feel, but it's like a, a mist or like a, a a smoke cloud if you kind of want to like you want to put it that oh, way. Yeah, and it yeah. kind of just like you get this chill all over your body. It's like I've literally just walked through something. You turn around and then the thing I initially saw was gone. But as I walked from the toilet back to the bedroom obviously turned around to see if it was a trick of the light and whatever it was wasn't there this time and the lighting was exactly Mad. the same because it would have been like 45 to a minute do you know what i mean so yeah strength. yeah does your does does kelly's auntie still live there no she doesn't live there anymore she's she's now moved Boom. because don't worry i would have do you think i would have brought yeah up I was to go say that that fucking but yeah so yeah the the ghosts that haunted Kelly's auntie's house. The man, man with one leg. Apparently, he was looking for his wife. That's why he kept turning up. Interesting. That's what she. I don't know how she. She gauged that from it. I just saw yeah, a, a, a she... weird figure. But yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's that's how the story goes. Oh, mad. Yeah. Nah, that's brilliant.
0: When when it was Wes at the bottom of the stairs, wasn't it? Poked his head yes, around. It was Wes, yeah, Wes was at Did the he see the stairs, anything yeah. when he was looking up the stairs? When he said, "Did you call me?"
4: No. So he saw nothing. No, I don't think so. You can ask him. But, uh, I don't. I don't think he saw anything. More. But all I know is Ryan looking down and seeing it. Seeing it. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Creepy. Very, very yeah. creepy. And and again and a little.
4: Um... Oh, I forgot. I forgot to oh. mention as well. Sorry. Obviously, Kelly never told anyone else about this, right? Yeah. But they obviously had seen exactly what kelly had seen her cousins had seen and her auntie has seen with mm. no prior knowledge oh. to it i was the only one that was told about it
2: mm. Of course, so, right
4: of course i see yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so then so when Ryan, he brought it up yeah when he brought it up kelly was wasn't really she was like oh yeah no that's just yeah that happens sometimes and he was like well, what do you mean it just happens sometimes yeah What are you living here just fucking leave
2: well she's had a yeah. kelly's had a lot of stuff like that like um that the barn that you guys used to live oh. in oh Oh, oh
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the yeah. was at the golf course. Yeah, yeah. She, she was convinced that that, that was haunted. Horrible. Yeah, and that was there was a few times actually. To be fair, we like where, because obviously our uh, our eldest was newborn at the time, and where his bedroom was was like a we kind of created like a walkway with a sofa, and we would both hear footsteps behind us into the bedroom, screaming child. After the footsteps had entered the room. So yeah. That's
2: grim. She she
4: then refused to live there anymore and just left mm. me to clear the entire flat out. <laughs> so I had to go up after work in the pitch black on my own with a borrowed van, lugging stuff down. Do you know how hard it is to get a fucking fridge freezer down a really tight staircase on your own? Oh, fucking hard oh my mate word. <laughs> Fucking hard, to tell you, But I had to do it. She she refused to go back. So yeah. Were there any ghosts where you were doing it? I just wanted to get shit out of man. I won't pay any attention. I was like, "Don't do it now." Out. <laughs> I'm holding the fridge. <laughs> don't tickle me, ghost. like, "I, I know. Fridge. I'm helping." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, there was a ve- there was a very uneasy sort of feeling there after she brought it up. I don't know whether I was influenced by her feeling uneasy there. Yeah, but yeah. There was a very strange sort of um, feel to that place. Horrible,
0: yeah. man. Fuck. What, are the- what was the point in you looking for stories online I when know. you have those two?
4: I have no idea, but yeah, there you go. I'm glad Brilliant. that Lozy told like told his own story that, or you know, a story that he's he knows the person in and that. So I thought, fuck it, I'll tell me own.
2: Nice.
4: You know, fuck the, the fuck the girl that went for a run and saw a strange lady sitting on a log. Fuck that story. That's it exactly. That That's better. not shit. It was Is yeah. It? In comparison to what we've heard tonight. What do you shit. think the log was made of? That's <laughs> it. Terrible joke. That's it. Terrible
0: joke. To to terrible joke to. Uh to, uh, what do you call it? Segway into story. mine. <laughs> now nah, this is a good story, going man. Now terrible story. Nah, this is alright. Oh, Here we go. Are we ready? Here we go. Hey, Get me in.
2: Oh, Why am I in the top corner every right. time?
3: Alright, oh, right, look.
1: There you go. <laughs> oh, well, hang on, you've been in control this entire time. <laughs> you just oh, you Scott, deliberately bro.
2: put
0: me up there. For the audio listeners, Scott's been absolutely done there, and Myra as well.
3: Scott was there for two stories, weren't
2: you? Scott was there for one. I've been there for nearly three. Uh,
3: Count this one. (laughs) Right, it's irrelevant. It's
4: irrelevant. Let's hear Jordan's story.
0: Come on. Here we go. Right, this is police officers' encounter with a possessed woman. Right.
4: Okay. So I've
0: taken notes of this story. It's going to be difficult. Forgive me, because this is obviously this is the police officer telling it. So I'm now going to tell it from his perspective, but there are two police officers there. I'll do my best, all right? But I'm not going to pretend to be the police officer. Anyway, right. Please do. So let's let's say police officer A and police officer B. Police officer B will be mentioned once, okay? So if I just say police officer, I mean police officer A. Yeah? Okay. Right. So this police officer gets a call to a beautiful home. Apparently it was a wonderful home. Very nice very affluent area etc okay and this call single-handedly made him believe in demonic possession now it's very important to note that as a police officer in america not that that's really important but he's an american police officer you deal with a lot of unstable people you deal with a lot of um mentally ill people you deal with a lot of people on drugs and he genuinely believes that this was none of the above right so he gets a call right a guy calls up to have his wife taken to a mental institution now apparently this police officer's initial response was "fucking hell mate it's your wife why don't you deal with it you know we're not a fucking taxi service but apparently after this night he felt awful for having those initial thoughts Ooh. okay good so he knocks on the door an elderly man answers the door and he says hey my wife has been in an institution for months She was recently released about two, three weeks ago, but she needs to go back. The reason he called the police is because he didn't want to restrain her. He didn't want to have to restrain her because he doesn't want to accidentally hurt his wife. He loves his wife, and he also doesn't want to be accused of hurting his wife. But apparently for a few weeks, she's not been looking after herself. She's not been eating properly. She's not been washing She's not been taking her medication. And more alarmingly than anything, she's been upstairs in one room, pacing up and down constantly. Now, the police officer is warned by the husband to be careful because there is blood on the floor. The blood is on the floor from where she was dragging her feet, pacing backwards and forwards. Apparently, she had essentially destroyed the bottoms of her feet yeah. he's still downstairs at this point and uh, the sun pops up a uh, teenage lad and uh, he actually warns the police officer whispering to him you know be careful cuz she's up you know because it's up there right which takes he, he's sort of like what the fuck you know why are you saying that um, so anyway, the police officer sort of shrugs it off because right now, you know, it's just, he's just thinking, right, this is just a fucking mentally unstable woman. I'm going to go up there, blah, 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 which is also important to stress could be the case. All right. I'm not, we're not uh, professionals here, but this is what this police officer believes. So anyway, he goes up the stairs, right? Him and his partner, police officer A and police officer B, they walk up the steps. Beautiful staircase, apparently, again, really nice area, really nice house, family doing really well. And he comes up to some double doors. And he said, this is literally, like, right out of the fucking movies. I I open these double doors and I look. And at the back of this darkened room, yeah, there she is. Stood there. But she's, like, all fucking contorted and shit, right? Just sort of, like, just heckling to herself. Breathing this horrible wheezy, like... (laughs) Breathing like that. Constantly right scary as fuck makes him go like oh fucking hell like you know this is like some scary shit he was like you know the, her she was like out something out of a movie and that you know she, she was all pasty because she'd been in a dark room her hair was all matted you know you could tell she wasn't the room stank you know and, and there was blood all over the floor weirdly almost in like two train tracks like you can see where she's just been going backwards and forwards right And as soon as the officer's like, oh, fuck, he actually says it out loud, she just, like, locks onto him and then just storms for him, stops about a foot in front of him, just stares at him, turns, and then just fucking, like, drags her feet back and just storms back to the back of the room and then starts doing this backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards, right? So she's hyperventilating, contorting constantly. So the other officer decides to try and talk to her. Now, I don't know if this is relevant or not, but the other officer was a, was, a, was a female, so maybe she thought, you know, let's go and have a, you know, lady-to-lady conversation. I don't know, see if I can get through to her sort of thing, right? So, the, the Officer B is trying to talk to this woman. Again, she's like... <sighs> and apparently she just fucking cranes her neck and turns and looks directly at Officer A the male officer stood in the doorway right the officer b is trying to talk sense to her talk, trying to talk to her trying to get her to say anything and she's just staring at officer a and he describes it they locked eyes and he said it was the most surreal experience of my life because it wasn't like she was looking at me like say if you you look at you you're looking at your friend or someone that you know And you're making eye contact. He describes it as he felt like there was something inside her, something behind her eyes looking back at him, like he wasn't looking at something that was human, like there was an entity within her. So the son comes up the stairs, right? Waffles on a little bit about being a Christian rapper and stuff like that, right? Which is slightly relevant. It's a bit funny, but it is slightly relevant. And then a massive red flag happens. Because the son gets a door key out of his pocket and unlocks his own bedroom. And then he realized all of these rooms have locks on them, okay? And on the inside of the boy's room was deadbolts. But these deadbolts were on the inside of the rooms because, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, right?
1: Oh. So Can the police officer's
0: us? like, who the fuck does that? Anyway, he comes back out and sees that the police officer has some tattoos. He, like His sleeve rolled up a little bit, and he was like, oh, cool, you have tattoos. So then he shows off. He's got this – this the son has, like, this new chest piece, right? He's, so he shows him this chest piece. It's this massive, like, Christian, angelic chest piece. And then he says and, – and, and, and so he's just explaining, like, you know, how – Basically, because of what's happening to his mum, he's turned to to Jesus and all this sort of stuff because he believes she's possessed, blah, 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 right? Then he tells the officer something that he says he will take to the grave and he will never, ever forget, right? So this woman is in this room. She's breathing. She's contorted. It's all fucking awful. And the son just goes to the officer, Sir, this is nothing. You should hear it at night. And the officer's like, what did you just say? So he repeats it. And he says, that's your mother and you're referring to it as it. He said, yeah, that's, that's not my mum. That is why I lock myself in my bedroom to keep her out. The husband comes up and shows the officer a picture of a woman stood in the kitchen. Stunning woman. Beautiful woman. And he says, that's her. That is my wife. And apparently looking at this woman and the picture and then the woman stood before him it was like it was like it couldn't have even remotely been the same person you know and then of course you know the police officer did ask you know did she get addicted to, to drugs did something he said honestly never touched drugs in her life i don't know what happened to her but she's never touched drugs in her life and unfortunately guys i'm not gonna lie to you this 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 has quite an underwhelming ending because it's a it's a police call out so the officers took her to the institution again in the back of the police car she was you know rambling on she was you know wheezing contorting all that stuff dropped her off at the institution and they don't know what happened after that um but he swears the police officer swears of all the call outs he's received that is the one that made him feel that possession is real and he believes that she was possessed and not mentally ill. Of course, we, there's no way for us to know that but that is what he believed. Um, so yeah, that is the police officer that got uh, a call from a possessed woman.
2: Jesus Ugh. Christ. That yeah. is horrible. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Fuck
2: that.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. I mean, like, if you if you've got to, res- like, put deadbolts on your inside of your own bedroom to keep your to own keep mum, your out. mum out. Yeah, wrong, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You should wherever. hear it at night, Ooh, man. Mm.
2: I think that story might have won tonight for me. It's that a competition. Is fucking <laughs> wait, <worse>. it's now, <laughs> Hang and not want it, so fuck. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that fucking rank. Yeah, scarred but, from mine but also like <laughs> i i think it could possibly be true the fact that it does have an underwhelming well, ending adds credibility to it because it's like that is how life happens yeah this they is a, know this, what happened to so
0: i got that story it's, it's from a viral clip um i'll link i'll link the clip down below because it's it the uh, the police officer is a guest on a podcast and the podcast from what i can gauge isn't a very big one it's just like it's just the clip's gone viral um but yeah it's just a police officer swearing blind that this this happened to him you know i will pre-warn you um and this isn't throwing shade but the host is awful at following following a story right so I'm, i I'm, thought I'm,
2: you were just gonna say um, the host is shit
0: well right <laughs> Stop. So, so no so if you look at the comments on that clip right it's fucking crazy so like the police officer is telling this story yeah and it's like yeah so we got a call from um from this husband blah, blah blah and then the off i'm uh, not joking the host goes what do you what do you mean by call?" Cool? <laughs> and then Whoa. and then when the son is like that's not my mum is he, it then he the host goes oh did they not know who this woman was it's like no that is his wife and that is his mum if I was the police officer, I'd be like, "Are you even listening to what I'm fucking saying?" Yeah. But anyway, let's I just get. I feel like
2: oh, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's get away from that uh. anyway. But yeah, it's fucking. But obviously, the police officer telling it, you know himself is, is fantastic fantastic. So I will link that down below. But yeah, it's something I've wanted to do a video. I've wanted to do a video on that on that clip for fucking ages. So basically, I've got mm-hmm. it in here instead. But um, yeah, for me, the big thing is um, that she's paced up and down so many times yeah. that her feet yeah. are fucked. Sheesh. you got to think the bases of her feet to be yeah, bleeding yeah, yeah. is is awful but yeah yeah dark dark shit man dark dark shit mm-hmm. like even if it's not possession and it is like schizophrenia or something like that it's still fucking terrifying regardless because sch-
4: schizophrenia is like wild isn't it because it can, it can it can have that effect like where it changes yeah. your voice and your your physical yeah. sort of everything about it so mm-hmm. It's not out of the realms of possibility that it it may have been like a, a schizophrenic episode or whatever, but still, regardless, it doesn't take away any of the like any of the scariness behind it. Do you know what no. I mean, it's still terrifying. But like
0: yeah. I say, it's interesting to note the thing that I love I love about the story, but the thing that is it's so interesting about the story is he highlights specifically. He's like, look, I have dealt with people on drugs, I have yeah. dealt with schizophrenic people, I've dealt with seriously mentally ill people, and this was fucking different. This mm. wasn't quite that. But when he mm-hmm. describes like looking at her, when she looked at him and he was like, I wasn't looking at her. There was something inside her looking back at me. It's like, oh, fuck that, man. Mm. Fuck that. But yeah, so that's that's the, the police Gross. officer. That got... Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. But, um... Definitely not. I tell you what, guys, I think we've smashed it with the stories. though. all
2: of us. Mm. They were great stories. Yeah. I got, like, three more as well, so we could do a part two. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. I love, I love <laughs> that. Yeah. One that I did find, which there was just no way I was going to read, is the most upvoted ghost story on Reddit. And I would encourage you to read it for a video because it sound, it's it's fucking rank. It's nice. got, like, 69,000 upvotes or something ridiculous. Jeez, and it's yeah, called... Link,
0: link it to me.
2: The peaking Wife is
0: what it's called. It's all... It's them fucking pesky wives, man. You know. Mm-hmm. They're possession. Don't bait. give
4: him that look, my.
0: Yeah, you look possessed. Stop
4: it. <laughs> he's trying He's trying to warn you that there's Woman. someone behind you in your sleep. And you're just ungrateful. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's been a fantastic Halloween special, guys. We've smashed it. Well done. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I love yeah. how at the start, before we started recording, we were like, fuck. Our, our, our stories will be like four minutes each. We're on an hour and 16 minutes.
4: We smashed it, guys. Yeah. So that's great i really yeah. enjoyed that one team it was it was great fun we need to do mm. another story yeah. time with yeah. the drip crew
0: and yeah i, like I do that. i do like that we mix up hosting and stuff but this has shown that we can do five five people which is cool i mm.
2: don't think this was too much to be no it wasn't.
0: it wasn't it wasn't
4: it but... wasn't let's double it <laughs> 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 let's find the limit yeah, let's find it <laughs> yeah let's just
2: keep 25 going. hosts next week <laughs> let's just that's
4: going. it seeking the truth really how many people can you have in a pod
0: i did you know I, I watched i was watching a nukes top five once uh reacted to it and there was a a video of this guy who's on like a call like this it's for like a weekly show they do i don't know what it was for or anything like that and then something like walks past in the background it was definitely his girlfriend or something and he's just playing on it but literally it keeps going right so they keep going forward because they're all talking about it and every time it Jumps forward a little bit. There's like three new hosts, and by the end of the vi- by the end of the clip, there's about seventeen fucking people in this call, and it's just nice. like, yeah, Randy had a fucking ghost behind him, and it's like, what? As if I missed that, bro. And there's just like more and more people. It's fucking I'm mad. Sure but yeah but nah no, it's brilliant um, yeah now nah, cool sweet awesome check out Rafe drinkrafe.com duty for 20% off check out the Patreon as well yeah thank you guys we are going to be going to more investigationy, nationy nation-y places uh, we've had some good news from the ancient ramen the 800 pound quote that we got was I don't know them trying to get money and now they've realized that people aren't going to pay that much so they've gone back to their original price so we're going to be looking at going to the ancient ramming guys which is going to be epic Ooh. but yeah thank you so much we'll see you very soon uh see you like
1: happy halloween happy halloween happy halloween, halloween.
3: Oh, happy halloween. Ooh.